Welcome back to the Tailgate Country Podcast, everyone. I'm Hunter, and with me I have Jessica. Brett took the week off, um, but this week we have an awesome interview with Levi Orr. Um, so, all right, into the interview. Here he is. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tailgate Country Podcast. This week, we've got an awesome guest named Levi Orr. Levi, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are y'all doing? We're great. We're really glad to have you. Good deal. Glad to be here. So um, we'll start off with just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, who is Levi Orr? Maybe some of your influences and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from North Carolina, right outside of Asheville. Grew up in a little town called Mills River. Um, spent my whole life there. And, uh, when I was 13, 14 years old, my parents planned a couple trips to Nashville just for fun. It had nothing to do with music or anything like that, just to visit and see the town and everything. Um, so came out with my family a couple times and just kind of fell in love with the history of Nashville and the music industry itself and seeing all the artists up on stage and, and the <laughs> glamorous lifestyles they live, you know. Um, just a combination of everything. I kind of fell in love with it. And uh, so came to CMA Fest twice. Um, I think once when I was 13, the second time I was 14. Um, and it was that second trip to CMA Fest that solidified what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. <clears throat> I uh, came to CMA Fest that year and and was watching all the artists on stage and, and just everything going on in Nashville and just fell in love with everything. And I just remember texting like one of my friends back home. I was like, this is what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. I want to move to Nashville. I want to do music. I want to be on stage. Um, so I just fell in love with it in that moment. And ever since then, it's never changed. You know, there's been a lot of things in life come and go. And, uh, but this is the one consistent thing that has never changed in my life. So started doing music when I was about 15 years old. Um, took voice lessons, started teaching myself to play guitar. Um, which led to playing in church and then eventually playing in college bars and things like that, writing songs. Um, so then I moved to Nashville about two and a half years ago, October 2018. Uh, since I've been here, just been kind of grinding and uh, writing songs, playing shows, playing writers rounds, uh, just anything to get a little exposure and get my name out there and, you know, put my face out there. So ever since then, uh, you know, just, been trying to do the thing, make some traction here in town, and now I got a new song out. So, yeah. hell yeah, that's awesome. I always love to hear people like living out their dreams like that from when they're young and visiting and you know figuring out that's what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy to be that young, like looking back and just knowing that moment that that's what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Because I went to college too. You know, I went to Clemson um, mm. for mm. college, and <laughs> oh, mm. I said the robbery. <laughs> Roll Tide, but okay. Oh, <laughs> God. Here we go. But, uh, no, so when I was at Clemson, I mean, I had a lot of opportunities and stuff, and 
um, I mean, everything just like led back to music and it, it's weird, you know, like I was saying, at such a young age to discover that that's what you want to do with your life and that not change. You know, I've been, that was 10 years ago for me um, and it hasn't changed. And I just knew so many people like in college and even people today that are like, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, I don't know. I'm like, like I would ask people in college all the time, like, what are you, what's your, what are your plans after college? And they're like, Oh, I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out. I'm like, I was 15 years old and I figured out what I wanted to do. So I know that that doesn't happen all the time. So um, I'm very grateful and blessed for that. And I think it's the weirdest thing that a 15 year old kid could decide his destiny in one split second. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I love it. Yeah. Cannot relate. I'm 24. So yeah, like you said, don't know what I want to do. So (laughs) here we are. Um, so when you did come home from that trip from Nashville, did you like come home telling everybody that you, that's what you wanted to do or did you kind yeah, of keep so, it in uh, for a little bit? Yeah, I really, uh, dived into music hard. I mean, I grew up on country music, so I've been listening to it my whole life, but I started like obsessing over artists and like really diving into their music and stuff. At the time I was my, like, my biggest influences were Trace Atkins and Josh Turner um, and then Johnny Cash got it really into him and it was just kind of spiraled from there. Um, but yeah, I came home, like telling my friends, like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to move to Nashville one day. I'm going to be a country artist, all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, people hear you say that for years and yeah. obviously you want to encourage somebody that's that motivated and ambitious, I guess, but nobody ever truly buys into it and believes it until you make it happen. Um, and I know, obviously, I've got a long way to go as far as, like, getting on the radio and finding labels and things like that. Um, but the fact that I've been in Nashville for two and a half years, I play three or four times a week. I have music out on Spotify now. Like, yeah. it's slowly becoming a reality. And, like, that's what people know me as now. So it's cool to not just be like, oh, that kid that said he wants to move to Nashville one day. <laughs> and now I'm, like kind of an established country artist i'm like i said got a long way to go um but but people know me now as a country artist um so it's it's pretty cool to see the dream like slowly transform and become a reality yeah i bet so so how did so how did growing up in north carolina shape your music um i think (laughs) honestly just grew up around a lot of rednecks and uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of good old country boys, which I mean, I guess I'm one myself. But um, I mean, all my buddies listen to country. Uh, my dad and my mom and uh, just my whole family, really. That's all they listen to. Um, I didn't there wasn't really anybody in my family that was like bumping rap all the time or listening to hip hop or anything, which I love that music, too. Um, but it was just I think being in the mountains, you know, being around a lot of you know, Southern influence just naturally in the, you know, in North Carolina. Um, it really helps shape that. I mean, I'm also like my biggest influence is Eric Church, I would say. Um, other big influences are like, um, you know, Randy Travis and Charlie Daniels, Luke Combs, all those people. And they're all from North Carolina. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like I feed off a little bit of each of their careers in some way or another. Like I grab a little bit of influence uh, in some way from all those guys. So it's really, as far as being from North Carolina, it's a combination of like the people I grew up around and the people I grew up listening to that are related to North Carolina or from North Carolina, um, that kind of helped shape 
who I am as an artist. So yeah, that that, <laughs> yeah, it does. I think that's kind of what you have to do nowadays is take those artists that influence you and then put your own spin on your own music. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. So, so, I mean, I know you said you went to Clemson, unfortunately. What, <laughs> did you move to Nashville immediately after gradu- graduating or how did your move to Nashville come about? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting um, and kind of a cool story. So when I went to Clemson, I was actually president of a music industry organization called CMA EDU. Um, and I loved everything about it. Uh, it gave me so many opportunities just with Nashville and the music industry itself. I met several of my friends um, through CMADU that I wouldn't have known moving to Nashville if I hadn't gone to Clemson. Um, So it was kind of my goal the whole time in college to get a business degree, find a job working in the music industry, and then just do the artist thing outside of that. Um, And then I realized, you know, so I was job hunting really like a ton, obviously there in my last semester at Clemson. Uh, just sending out applications and resumes and all that stuff and wasn't getting much feedback. Just, I mean, the music industry is tough to break into as it is, Um, but wasn't getting much feedback. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, maybe there's a reason for this. I was like, I don't want, you know, I'd rather move to Nashville and work some other job and do music outside of that. And people see me as the country artist, than Oh, Levi that works at such and such office on music row. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want people to see me as an executive over an artist. Um, So, like I said, I spent that whole last semester applying to jobs that I didn't get interviews for, didn't even get, you know, anything for. Um, And spent that summer after I graduated in May 2018 uh, working construction for my dad while I was job hunting and stuff like that. Um, And a couple of my buddies actually had hit me up that lived in Nashville um, and they were signing a lease on a new house and they wanted a third roommate and uh, my buddy was like hey like you should come live with us we'd love to have you live with us and I was like well I really need to like come check the place out first and when I left North Carolina that day to come check out the house uh, my dad was like don't make any rash decisions like don't sign a lease yet you don't have a job there or anything I was like yeah yeah I won't do that in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm signing that lease. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out one way or another. Um, <laughs> yep. And that's exactly what I did. And it was kind of crazy just because, I mean, obviously, my parents were worried. They believe in me. But when you don't have a job, you're trying to move five hours from home. You know, it's kind of tough. So oh, yeah. Um, I came down and visited, checked out the house. I was like, this is the one. Sign the lease. <laughs> they called home. I was like, yeah, so I'm moving to Nashville. <laughs> and uh I actually went back home, worked construction for my dad and kept job hunting and uh, actually paid rent for two months on that house before I actually moved in. Wow. Um, because I finally just reached the point. I saved up some money. I was like, you know what? I need to go spend two weeks in Nashville, start hunting for jobs. Um, if I don't find something in two weeks, I'll come back home for two weeks, work some more, come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And luckily, mm-hmm. I found my first job um, within two weeks and was able to officially move to Nashville. So it was kind of a kind of a weird story and not definitely not as smooth as I was expecting uh, the move from Clemson to Nashville, but it worked out and I've been here for two and a half years now, so I can't complain. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but smooth, smooth stories don't make for good stories. So that's right. Okay. (laughs) I agree. Especially like, I don't know. I mean, I just thought the whole thing with me signing a lease when I shouldn't have 
according to my parents. Um, <laughs> just kind of was a testament to what I was doing because trying yeah. to be an artist and move to Nashville and be in the music industry, like obviously a lot of people dream of it. Um, there are a lot of people who aren't brave enough to do it. And I'm not, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, I mean, it is a daunting task to take on. It is a whole beast. You know, the music city is in the industry itself. Um, so to like actually seriously pursue a dream like that and, you know, kind of go out on a limb and take a risk in life. I just felt like the whole signing the lease prematurely thing was kind of a testament to that. And in the end, it all worked out. So yeah, it yeah. Just, I feel like it kind of just shows how much or how dedicated you were to like going and chasing your dream, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I mean, once I made that decision at 15 years old, there was no option and there hasn't yeah. been. Um, every job, I've had several different jobs and at some point I always wind up hating it and <laughs> everything always comes back to music. I'm like, I could not imagine doing anything else in my life than music. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. I, I refuse to give up. I mean, it's, I feel like it's what I was born to do. So that's the right mentality yeah. to have. For sure. So, I what, think so at least. <laughs> yeah. What kind of construction did your dad do? Uh, so he did, he well, still does uh, residential construction. So gotcha. a lot of new building, new houses, they do like remodels and things like that. Nice. Um, but they're starting to dabble in commercial a little bit, but yeah, I grew up, do uh, like roofing houses building houses framing like everything sweating nice. in the sun every summer like <laughs> yeah i just remember being like 16 years old working for my dad like this is why i want to do music i never want to do this again <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. Uh, but it probably helped your work with your work ethic at the end of the day i mean and for being honest as much yeah. as i hated it probably it know. did it really did and uh as much as I like thought I hated it back then, there are times that there are things I miss about it. Um, but music's my number one priority. Yeah. But uh, but I, <laughs> now when I look back, I'm like, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're working for your family, like trying to get the easy route on that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, so what kind of job did you find in Nashville or what was your first job? Uh, so the first job I had when I moved to town was uh, working for Bass Pro Shops. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I worked for their events department, helping throw the events at the Nashville store and all that. Um, did that for a while. Then um, after about a year and a half of doing that, uh, decided it was time for a change and went out and started playing shows a bunch and was working part-time in a couple different bars, just bar backing and working the door on Broadway and stuff like that. Um, so I still do that occasionally if I have to, but uh, just try to do the music thing as hard as I can and do as much as I can pay the bills that way, you know? So. Yeah. I've heard some uh, horror stories about being a door guy in Nashville and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You see everything, especially yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. Like, when I used to work down there, I used to work down there like every weekend and, Friday nights, people, that was like everybody's first night in town. So mm -hmm. people would just go wild. Yeah. And you'd see like the dumbest stuff on Fridays. And Saturdays, surprisingly, would, surprisingly would be a little more low key because people went out and got smashed the night before. And they're like, oh, I need a, <laughs> I need a break. They're not used to <laughs> how hard people go in this town when it comes to drinking and stuff. So, um, yeah, I saw a little bit of everything. I saw some close friends of mine getting some pretty nasty fights and, 
saw complete strangers getting fights and homeless people doing crazy stuff. Yeah, it's it's quite an experience down there working the door on Broadway. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite venues or um, places to play around Nashville? Um, some of my favorites. I play a uh, big machine distillery quite a bit uh, down on Third uh, Avenue, basically right off Broadway. Um, one of my favorites, though, which I actually used to work the door at, is Whiskey Bent Saloon. Um, it's a little more of a traditional bar, a little more low-key than, like, a Kid Rocks or Whiskey Row or something like that. Um, it's just got an old-school vibe to it. Um, everybody in there is, like, family. Everybody that works here, they're incredible people, um, even the musicians that play there. So I always feel at home when I play there. So that's definitely one of my top favorites downtown. Um I've kind of, I'll just play like the most random shows. Like I've played Tequila Cowboy. I've played FGL House. I've played most, most of the bars down there, uh, Redneck Riviera and all that stuff. But I think Whiskey Vent might be my favorite venue down there. Okay. So nice. Do you have any um, dream venues, like whether it be like hometown or anywhere? Do you have a dream venue yeah. that you'd like to play? Um, there are definitely a few. <clears throat> Obviously, as anyone that does country music would say, the Ryman is one. Um, that's like, once you play there, you've made it, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as more low-key places that people may not be as familiar with, um, my number one dream venue would be a place called the Blind Horse Saloon in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, so that's like right down the road from where I grew up, and that's where – all of my friends and stuff that I grew up with would go to see, you know, the up and comers. Like um, I saw like Morgan Wallen and Hardy there back in the day. I saw Thomas Rhett and John party together there one time, like back before they were as huge as they are now. Um, I've seen a ton of people there. So that was always like the place to go see the guys that like just put out a huge song, like just got a record label or really starting to hit their stride. Um, so, and like Eric church used to play there all the time when he was coming up and stuff. So I really, that's probably my number one, like dream venue as far as like places outside of Nashville. Um, there's also a bar in Asheville, North Carolina called the orange peel, which I've seen a few shows out there. Um, would definitely love to play out there. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously all these, all the big arenas and stuff, I'd love to play one day, but. Kind of got to go one step at a time. And, and sometimes these smaller bars and hockey tongs are a little more intimate. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Like, I have a place like that back home. And it, I mean, it's a small, it's a teeny tiny little bar. But I feel like the crowds there are like just, I feel like sometimes more dedicated, even, you know what I mean? Like more passionate about the music. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would love to play the Blind Horse one of these days because getting to play there would feel like I made it, even though it's a smaller venue. Yeah. Just all, all the experiences I've had there and the memories I've made, it would be awesome to be the headliner there one day. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a full, surf, full circle moment, you know? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So was it hard to get um, gigs down in Broadway or did like working help you get your foot in the door? Um, it's For me, it was kind of just about having buddies like hook me up with gigs, um, whether that be like one of my buddies saying, hey, I got this gig you know, from 10 to two tonight, like come play with me. Um, or like 
with the big machine gigs, I think I filled in for somebody one time. I was like, yeah, I'd love to play here more. And they just started booking me like consistently. Um, so I actually, it was funny when I moved to Nashville in October, um, that following January, I was like spent a whole day down on Broadway. I was like, I'm going to go around, ask for contact info for all of these bars, um, start just sending out emails, trying to get gigs and stuff. And I didn't get a single gig. I went in every single bar on Broadway and didn't get a single gig out of it. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to be like, nobody does this. Like I went down every time I asked for either a manager or their contact info. <laughs> and uh, most of them were like, oh, they're not here, but here's their business card. So I just like fired off all these emails to every bar on Broadway. Didn't get a single gig out of it. <laughs> um, so I, obviously being a newcomer in Nashville, I thought that would work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so as far as getting gigs on Broadway and stuff, it's really been more about, I, I mean, that people always say this and it's cliche, but it's about who, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, if you're a musician in Nashville, the more time you spend here, the more people you're going to meet. And there's a good chance you're going to meet people that play on Broadway and stuff that can help you get in, get your foot in the door there. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, uh, I, I mean, I, I recommend giving it a shot if you want to going down to Broadway and just asking for gigs, but didn't work out so well for me. So if that doesn't work, just find somebody, you know, that plays down there and, and sweet talk them into inviting you out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know we mentioned it like very briefly earlier, but you just had your first single called trouble with you come out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Take us through that whole release process. How was that for you? Oh, it was definitely a learning experience for sure. Um, obviously, with this being the first single I put out, I've never like officially gone in the studio and recorded. Like I've done demos and things like that, but never done like the full on full production kind of thing. Um, so it was really cool getting to go in and do that. Um, this song actually is one that was pitched to me, and when I when it was pitched to me, I was like, "Oh my god!" My first thought was. First of all, how has nobody ever written this before? How does this song not already exist? Second of all, it was just like, if I don't grab this song now, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. Um, so I decided to uh, put a hold on it. And uh, I work with a girl named Jordan that just kind of, you know, consults me and it's kind of my go-to for, for all my music stuff. So uh, me and her talked and we're like, okay, what should we put out as the first single? And, you know, she's the one that pitched this song to me and she's like, well, like that song's really good. I think it'd be a good one to start out with. And I, I had to think long and hard about it because I had like all these songs that I wanted to record that I'd written myself. Um, but I was like, after thinking about it for a while, I was like, you know what? I think you're right. Like this would be a great song to start out with. Um, it's incredibly well done. Um, just the writing itself. I was like, screw it. Let's give it a shot. Um, so went in the studio with Grady Saxman over at Saxman Studios. And uh, he had the whole band in there ready to go when I stepped foot in there. And they literally laid it down like in front of my eyes, which was the coolest thing. I've always wanted to see how that works, you know, with recording a full band in the studio. And they literally just did it right there. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> uh, like, somebody, they're over there like playing steel guitar and Grady's up there ripping the drums and stuff. Like, so it was, it was just a really cool experience to be in, in the studio and in the booth actually singing and listening to the song being created. Um, then I went in a couple of days later, cut vocals. 
And uh, at that point, it's just a waiting game of like getting mixes back and see what it sounds like. But the first mix he sent back to me, I was like, oh my God, like how did they nail it the way that they yeah. did? <laughs> I was really nervous going into the recording process because like I want my music to sound like good quality. I want it to sound like radio quality. And uh, I was really afraid I would like pay somebody a bunch of money to produce a song that didn't sound worth the crap. And uh, they nailed it. They made it honestly more perfect for who I am as an artist than I could have imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really respect them for that. But uh, it was such a cool process. And then, you know, once you get the song back, then you have to give it to a distributor and get it ready to go. So then that was like really nerve wracking, especially the night that the song came out. Um, me and all my friends went to Losers and we're hanging out like when it was released and it hit, you know, 11 o'clock central here is when it came out. So at 11, I was like, I can't check my phone. Like y'all going to have to check for me. <laughs> I was so afraid I was going to like pull up Spotify and it wasn't going to be there. And they were like, look, look, it's there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> me and all my friends are standing in Losers like a bunch of idiots with our phone up to our ear just listening. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Um, so it, was, it was really an incredible process. And uh, the next night, bunch of my friends threw a surprise release party for me at uh one of my favorite bars here in nashville called the nation's bar and grill and uh yeah it was just the whole whole experience has been incredible it's been a roller coaster of emotion from being excited about the song to being nervous that it's going to work out and uh so it was it was a lot of fun and now i know better what to expect next time but i wouldn't trade it for the world yeah that's awesome and i mean it sounds awesome there's i guess it's it's great yeah well, i appreciate it man you really only get that one, first release once so yeah okay yeah. i mean exactly that's... and i mean that's the thing is like and there's nothing wrong with this but a lot of people move to town and write a song and they're like oh i'll just get my buddy to produce it for cheap and then put it out and then nothing happens with it and uh like i said there's nothing wrong with that but i'm i consider myself to be a very strategic person um, in life in general and in the music industry and stuff like that. And I was like, I want my first single to sound perfect. I want it to be the perfect song at the perfect time. I, you know, like I said, I was picky about my quality, the quality of the sound and everything like that. And somehow everything fell into place perfectly. And there's not a thing that I would change about the song or the production or when it was released or anything like everything just like fell into place perfectly and it was all happening even when I didn't realize it was. Um, so, so yeah, when I say I'm, I like to be strategic, I was very picky about how we went in doing this song and it came out perfect. So, uh, so yeah, I I feel like we did the first single the right way. So, yeah, Yeah. well, it's a jam. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad y'all like it. And, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been kind of wild getting all the positive feedback from people and, seeing people post on their stories that they're actually like driving down the road, listening to it and stuff like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I, bet. I bet. So yeah, it's I been feel, awesome. I feel like there's a lot of str- strategy nowadays when putting out songs, especially with TikTok. And yeah. Um, are, how have you been using TikTok to promote your music? Uh, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I use it a good bit. And like when this song came out, I posted like three or four TikToks about it. Um, but I don't push TikTok as hard as some people um, just because I feel like I'm not funny enough for TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've heard a lot of... What's that? I was just going to say, I've heard a lot of artists don't really like TikTok. Yeah. Because, like, 
I don't know. Yeah. It's just I actually despise using it. I really do. <laughs> I mean, I love I love getting followers on there and having people comment nice things and whatnot. Um, but I, I really hate using TikTok and and the thing is obviously every video you post, you're like, I hope this one goes viral. And then it gets like 20 likes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's such a ripoff. I think yeah. I'm hilarious, but I get like <laughs> so I yeah, I swear there's like no real algorithm to it. It's just kind of like <laughs> no. just look at it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like just post something and see what happens. Um, yeah. So I don't use it enough. Just like one thing I've said, you know, before about myself as an artist is I consider myself a no bullshit kind of country artist. Um and by that I mean like I don't want people seeing me as like all oh, that funny guy or Oh, that guy that, and you know, there's obviously a lot of funny people in, in country and it fits them perfectly. Like Blake Shelton, the way he does on Twitter and on the voice and everything. It's hilarious. And I love it. Yeah. Um, but me, I like to, I just want to be taken a little more seriously. And I'm like that as a person too. Although I'm probably one of the most goofy people you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like, I have a hard time trying to push like a serious song, like trouble with you. Like how am I supposed to go on TikTok? And yeah. Right. be funny and go viral with it so <laughs> no <laughs> like i use tiktok a little bit but it's not that important to me because i feel like i you know spread the message that i want to send on like instagram and facebook and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh you know don't want to re- have to rely on like 30 second or one minute videos to do that and and all that to say there are people out there that are killing it including some of my best friends Mm-hmm. Um, and I highly respect that. I just don't think I have the patience <laughs> to do yeah. it consistently as some, but I think TikTok's a great tool. It's kind of a crazy monster itself because it doesn't make any sense. It's like yeah. every every <laughs> video you post is like just you're leaving it up to chance. But I do yeah. use it a little bit, but not nearly as much as I should. Yeah. Yeah. I do have one question though. I was reading your bio earlier trying to you know, find some stuff to ask you. <laughs> what is the unusual suspect? What's that about? Oh, is there a story behind that? Or first, why don't, what is that? I don't... Oh my God. You're the first person that's ever asked this question. I've never gotten to answer this. <laughs> it's also Weird. a very random, it's also a very random thing. <laughs> um, so when I moved to Nashville, like me and my friends used to go to Red Door all the time. Um, you got, I'm sure you guys have spent a good bit of time in Nashville, right? Yeah. Or you, because y'all don't live here, do you? No. Two weeks, baby. Are you moving? <laughs> I am, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So when I moved here, it was like the hip thing to do was go to Red Door all the time and Losers and Whiskey Jam. Um, so me and my friends used to do that all the time before COVID. And I don't, r- randomly, one time we were like walking up to Red Door and I was like, yeah, we're going to walk up the bouncer and be like, oh, look, it's the usual suspects. <laughs> and for some reason when i said that it just like clicked my mind i was like wait that was so cool <laughs> so, um, the idea behind it uh which this is literally the first time i've revealed this anywhere um the idea behind the usual suspects is i want it to be like my band's name one of these days oh. so uh when i say that like eric church i think i don't yeah. know if he does or not i think he considers his band the outsiders i could be wrong about that um, but Sounds Merle, right? Yeah. So Merle Haggard, though his he calls his band the Strangers. Yep. Um, Buck Owens had the Buckaroos. 
uh, John Party, he calls his band the All-Nighters. So when I said the usual suspects, I've always thought it'd be cool to have like a cool name for your band yeah. that like not everybody knows about. So when I said the, the usual suspects, I was like, wait, that's sick. I was like, I want to call my band the usual suspects. <laughs> and then, so that's the idea behind it is like, I that's guess awesome. I'm yeah. the original usual suspect. And the, the saying doesn't have really any meaning yet, but one day it will. But it will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. So, it's just it's funny because like nobody ever asks about that, but it's like the first thing on my bio. But yeah, that's that's really the thought process behind it is one day when I have a band that I'm touring with and everything, um, my nickname for all of us is gonna be this usual suspects. And I have that in my bio because I consider myself the OG. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> have that's you thought weird. about have you thought about writing a song about that? I have thought about it. I think I attempted to write a song one time and might have thrown usual suspects in there, but it didn't turn out like I wanted it to. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I think it'd be sick to come up with something like that. Kind of like, a, you know, Eric Church's The Outsiders. Yeah. But I love that yeah. song. It's incredible. Uh, just like an idea kind of like that, though. I think it'd be cool yeah. to um, come up with it. And I think it could even apply, you know, not only to the band, but like the people listening, maybe even one day, like, if I have a fan club, it's called the usual suspects or something. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of different avenues you can take it down, but I have a feeling it will make an appearance in a song one of these days. Oh yeah. In due yeah. time. I'm sure it will. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, it's and, so I'll, and I'll be listening for it. And I'm going to remember this exact moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need to remember being the first person that ever asked me about that. I will. <laughs> <laughs> At least on an interview. Cause yeah. I, don't know. I feel like the people that know what it means, like they know because they were there when I thought of the idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's something I'm seriously trying to run with one of these days. So yeah, you should for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Do you so, write a lot? Of, do you write a lot of songs? Like, do you have a lot of people you write with? Yeah, yeah, I write all the time. Uh, there for. The past couple of months, I was really making it a point to write at least two or three times a week. Then all this stuff with the song kind of happened, so kind of slacked off from writing a little bit, but uh, definitely getting back into it. Um, I've got a few, like, kind of what everybody does when they move to Nashville, I feel like, is find your core group of people that you write with and play rounds with and stuff like that. Um, so I've definitely got a little group of people, um, which I'm happy to shout out uh, some of my buddies like Jared Hovis. Jake Blue, oh, um, Easton. <laughs> you know those guys? Yeah. Those goodness. are my best friends right there. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Also, Easton Hamlin is a good one, too. And uh, one of my friends I actually went to college with, she moved to Nashville and is a singer-songwriter now, uh, Margaret Haney. She's incredible. So uh, I've got my core little group of people and then always, you know, looking for new people to ride with, too. But, uh, but yeah, I write quite a bit, so – just something I feel like I always wanted to like a lot of artists write their own music like Eric Church and even Taylor Swift and stuff like I feel like back in like the 80s and 90s it was more normal for people to just pitch songs for there to be songwriters Mm -hmm. and then artists and people just pitch 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 Um, but these days it's like the songwriter artist thing goes hand in hand so for my own authenticity I wanted to be able to write songs so uh, yeah I try to write as much as I can yeah um, so what are some um, 
big dreams or aspirations that you have? Like what would be like a, I don't know, just something you're really looking forward to mm-hmm. one day, artist wise. <clears throat> Honestly, my biggest dream, like obviously I want to make it, I want to get a record deal and, mm-hmm. and be on the radio and all that stuff. And those are kind of the things that everybody wants. Um, I mean, I'll probably like break down one day when I actually hear myself on the radio, it'll be insane. <laughs> Um, but honestly, my biggest dream outside of just like what's, you know, the kind of the obvious goals for an artist, um, I've always wanted to get like my first big check from a song or from an album or something like that and just pay all my family's debt off, like my parents and my brother and sister. Um, that's something I aspire to do one day and I've, I've wanted to for years. Um, so one day when I officially make it and go on the first big tour release the first big album or whatever that, you know, pays a lot of money. That's the first thing I'm going to do is be like, how much debt do you owe? Here's a check, pay it off. Um, Cause I, I mean, I know how much it sucks to have to work all the time and working nine to five. Like it's just miserable. Like I couldn't imagine spending, that's why I'm doing music. I couldn't imagine spending my life clocking in and clocking out five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done it and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but me personally, like I can't stand it. <laughs> so I just, if there's people I can help out, you know, whether that's friends or family and I can, you know, someday put them in a position where they don't have to work if they don't want to, I'd love to do that because one of the, <laughs> it's a random thing, but one of my biggest things that I live by is like the most important thing in life is your own happiness. And for me working a nine to five for the rest of my life is not happy. Like that does <laughs> not sound fun. Um, and if my family feels that way, I don't want them to have to do it either. So yeah, that's, well, a, shoot, that's a big shoot. dream of mine. If I wasn't already planning on buying like a, a copy of your album or a ticket to a show, I am now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am now. Uh, Checking at the heartstrings here a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, y'all got y'all got the sauce out of Levi for once there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. But, but yeah, that is a dream of mine. But I mean, and then yeah, obviously, like want to hear myself on the radio go on tour for the first time, like spend a week on a tour, but you know, I think it'd be awesome to wake up on a tour bus and hit the next city that night, you know, or whatever. So those yeah. are big dreams, but I think that the whole family's dead thing's number one for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think uh, we're kind of winding down here. Um, what, what's the future looking like for you? You have any um, songs coming up or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, in the works right now, I haven't picked, uh, officially picked the next single yet, um, but I'm probably going to go in the studio within the next month or two and start recording the next one. Um, My goal is to put another single out probably like late summer. It's not official yet. We don't have a date set or anything like that or even know what song it's going to be, but I'm shooting for late summer to put another single out and then hoping to follow that up with a four or five track EP. Um. Something also that I'm really trying to work on for this summer is just getting out on the road more. I've had a lot of people, you know, with COVID finally starting to wind down and things starting to get back to normal, I feel like now's the time to start hitting the road and hitting these venues outside of Nashville. Um, And I've had a ton of people since the song came out like, oh, you need to come down to Texas and play, or you need to come to Illinois or, you know, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, wherever it might be. Um, So I'm kind of taking all those, you know, places where people are like, yeah, we'd love to come see you. We'll bring a crowd and uh, trying to start booking dates and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Um, so this summer, hopefully going to be seeing the road a little more. Um, definitely going to be new music coming out um, throughout the rest of this year. And, uh, you know, seeing where all that leads along the way. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Exciting. And looking forward to seeing what, what comes next for you. Yeah. So you can pay off those. <laughs> yeah. anything for your parents yeah. and family <laughs> whatever they I'm gonna want do it. I'm a gonna brand do it new house <laughs> i'm gonna do it one day somehow yeah, some way somehow i'm gonna make that happen so. hey i believe i believe it yeah so. <laughs> well um it's nice talking to you yeah, thank did, you for letting us uh did you hang wanna... out with you for a little bit um yeah did you yeah, want to play that song are you oh yeah yeah if y'all want to hear the song i'll play it yeah. for you let's yeah. hear that brand new song Awesome. Yeah, as uh, we've been talking about kind of the whole time, just released this uh, new song called Trouble With You. came out on April 16th, so a little under two weeks ago. If you haven't heard it yet, go look it up on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, anywhere you can get music. The song's called Trouble With You. Hope you guys like it. Is I can't help getting into 
everybody know where they can find you social media wise music wise yeah absolutely so uh you can find me on pretty much any social platform instagram facebook twitter tiktok uh just search levi or official um you can find me on there or you can just type my name in i should be the first to pop up i don't think there's many many levi words out there (laughs) um you can also find me on spotify apple music itunes amazon um, pretty much anywhere you stream music is uh, the new songs out and uh, all the other songs will be coming after it too. So yeah, just look me up, give me a follow. I'd be happy to uh, connect with some of you guys and follow you back and see where everybody's at. Come play shows out where you live. So. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Please um, leave a rate for on our show if you liked it. It helps our, us grow and helps us improve. Well, if you have any suggestions for artists you'd like to hear here, let us know or on our social medias. And check out our website, tgatecountry.com, for podcast links, articles about our guests, new music, and much more. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back here next week. Music.